the NFL regular season opener Thursday night. One of the first two teams to play, they're taking on the defending Super Bowl champions. Between now and I know the NFL release show is uh, schedule releases tonight, but all this stuff is leaking, and there's the Lions on Thursday night football in week five against the Packers, Thanksgiving Day against the Packers. Again, these are some of the releases from teams and networks coming out. Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit, joining us because like I wanted to get to, I think the lead-up to the Lions and Chiefs is going to be like a three-month Super Bowl-ish type uh, celebration uh, by the Lions Nation, bloggers, fans, social networks. What an amazing honor for the Lions to open up against Mahomes and the Chiefs in Kansas City. I I, I love that matchup. I predicted it uh, last week. I really thought if it wasn't going to be the Bills, it would be the Lions, Jeremy. Yeah, I mean, it it is a tremendous honor, I think, like like you say, and Really, when you think about some of the other options that the, the schedule makers had, like like you mentioned, there's the Bills, they had the Bengals, they had the, the Eagles. They could have done a Super Bowl rematch in week one, which I thought would have been a neat idea. And uh, they, they passed on all of it and, and chose the Lions. And while you could probably make the argument that all of those other options, they're going to get the ratings anyways, uh, it, it still puts a tremendous amount of trust in a Lions team because the last thing the NFL wants on that opening day, that opening night, is, is a blowout, right? And so they trust that the Lions, everything they did towards the end of the last season, everything they've done this offseason is for real. And that's a that's not something that the Detroit fans are used to seeing, is, is the NFL uh, putting a lot of trust, a lot of faith, and uh, rewarding the Lions with, with such a big stage like this. Yeah, and I think it goes back to Sunday Night Football in America. If they would have been embarrassed, I don't think they're in that situation of being one of the first... Uh, two teams playing uh, in the season opener and I just look at the TV ratings I look at the young star power uh, emerging Uh, you look at their finish last year I mean just think about this Jeremy as we're sitting here in the middle of May Uh, so you have you know May into June and July and August about you know a little less than four months Uh, the hype leading up to that game it really is going to have a playoff feel to it Oh, yeah. No question. I mean, Lions fans, I can already tell. You know, some of them are nervous, and that's understandable. Like, this is the first time that, that they're seeing this sort of, you know, hype for, for Detroit. Um, but but I think the overwhelming feeling is like, okay, let's go get it. Let's go prove that this team is for real. And, and you know, the, I think the stakes will probably be increased more than they actually are. You know, it's, a, it's an out-of-conference game. So in terms of, like, final standings, you can lose this one. It'll be okay if you if you lose this one. But um, yeah, I, I think just to I mean, I think a lot of Lions fans have already, including myself, have just like kind of daydreamed about what it would mean if the Lions actually came out and won that game, and and what that would lead to um, heading down a, a, a much easier, like that. You know, you're starting at the top, and it should be downhill from there. So if they can pull off a, a big upset uh, in Week One, man, Detroit is going to be popping for the rest of the this fall there. And you're getting the Lions, at least from some of the schedule leak reports out there, uh, some of the Packers insiders talking about uh, Lions and the Packers in Week 5 on Thursday night football, Lions and the Packers on Thanksgiving Day at Ford Field. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I, I've more or less confirmed those. So, yeah, Packers, another 
it's funny because the last this will be the third year in a row that the Lions Packers game in Lambeau will be a, uh, a primetime game, and then you get them on Thanksgiving. So two nationally televised games against what I think most Lions fans would would argue their their biggest foe is. So uh, nice to get those on a national stage, and and now that you know the the balance has kind of shifted between those two teams um it, it you know it'd be nice to, to see the lions kind of put them into place but obviously you know as, as much as uh you know aaron Rodgers meant to that franchise i do think they're still a pretty decent team and, and certainly an interesting storyline with, with jordan love and, and seeing how he does so yeah it, it, i think those are two pretty good matchups for detroit I, I like i like you know as much as i don't like having a national audience in a, in a hyped up Packers Lambeau field environment um, it, it's good for football it's, it's good for the Lions to be involved in more games like that because it is a big stage Packers are always going to draw a big you know a big viewership and so you know if the Lions really believe they've turned a corner in this franchise and, and belong with the big boys those are the games you want nationally televised and, and you want to show everyone what you got can you imagine if they win in Kansas City my lord Wow, that would be phenomenal. I'm looking at the NFL schedule release uh, graphic, and there's Goff pumping his fist. There's Hutch with his uh, war paint on, and there's Mahomes and Kelsey. I mean, come on. The Lions have been elevated uh, to now the posters uh, with Hutch and Goff with Mahomes and Kelsey. My, what a difference one year makes. Yeah, but there's still kind of that that level to to raise to, right? Because, you know, they they were given all these, you know, pats on the back. Wow, you almost beat the Bills on Thanksgiving. When they faced Kansas City three years ago or so, it was, wow, you guys came so close. Patrick Mahomes had to score a last-minute touchdown to beat you guys. Like, okay, expectations are higher now. And and I'm not saying they have to go out there and beat Kansas City or the season's over if they don't, but – Show, prove that you belong with the big boys. Prove that you belong in this national spotlight that, that you're getting uh, at behest of the, of the NFL. Um, so, yeah, it should be a fascinating game. And, yeah, like you said, if, if the Lions do somehow come out, come out on top there, then uh, we might see another primetime game or two added to the schedule later in the, in the year. His name is Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit. Uh, Lions NFL insider joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Just there's two nagging things. One, it's still Nate Sudfeld as the Lions backup QB. And two, just think if they would have had Jamison for that Kansas City opener. I, I know we got to you know look forward. You can't do the rearview mirror thing. Yeah. But I, I things that just pulsed to me. I was talking with some Lions fans here at American Dunes before my show at lunch. And I said... You know, Jamison just being in the lineup and the way opposing D coordinators and head coaches have to prepare for him. He doesn't need to score two touchdowns a game. Just his deep threat ability and speed. And I do wonder what type of damage that's going to do to the Lions through those six games. And then some will say, well, uh, they didn't have him last year, eight and two, had him for a few uh, big plays, and one was called back against Green Bay. But that's it, man. You know, I, Jeremy and I, I get paid to be pessimistic at times. <laughs> and and I, I'm telling you, I look at the Lions, and outside of Jamison and the bonehead move with the gambling, and Nate Sudfeld's still your backup, and Hooker basically is going to get you know the red shirt year, as Dan Campbell said. 
Right. And I look at this team, what they've acquired via free agency in the draft. Uh, it, it is still almost surreal to look at the Lions and not have anything that you think is a roadblock to success outside of losing right. golf to an injury, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would think so. We've done a couple of roster breakdowns over Pride of Detroit and compared it to last year, this time of year, and it's just like they've improved across the board. And, of course, you know, injuries are going to happen and, and some guys are going to get knocked off the, the depth chart here and there. And maybe a guy who was really good last year suffers some regression this year. That that always seems to happen with, with someone maybe you don't expect. But, but yeah, it, the, the roster is just is so much more improved. The way I mean, the way they were playing down the stretch, they beat some good teams, right? They beat Jacksonville, a team that was on the rise. They beat a Packers team that was on the rise. And, you know, some people were like, they're going to sneak into the playoffs and make some trouble. Lines put away with them. And, and like I said, they were, were right there with the Bills. So even if they stay level with how they finished last year, this is a dangerous team. And considering all the offseason moves, all the, you know, the free agency moves, the, the, the five picks in the top 70 or whatever it was, um, this, this team is just like undeniably better and more talented. And so you never know early in the season, right? It might take some time to, to put everything together. You basically have a completely retooled secondary. So it's going to take a while for those guys to, to play together and you're going to miss JMO. So it's possible they get off to another slow start. They, you know, Obviously, playing Kansas City is not going to help them get off to a fast start, but expectations should be pretty darn high for this football team, and and I would say significantly higher than they were last year when they already finished at nine and eight. So you you, and you tack on at least two wins to that, you're already talking about an eleven and six football team, and that's going to be good enough to make the playoffs. Yeah, I kind of look at okay, you got the eight home games, seven and one minimum, and you have to find. A way to be four and five on the road, and you're still eleven and six, which I think might be the number to win the NFC North. I do believe if you have that dream of home field advantage, you're probably in the thirteen and four category. But man, if you could steal a win to start the season in Kansas City, I'll, I'll say this: if they go win in Kansas City. The Lions and that season opener. I think I said September first. I meant September seventh. And they win that. When you get those power poles that you see at so many different media outlets, mm-hmm. the Lions are going to move right there towards the top. They are. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Peter King just put them sixth in his kind of off-season ranking. I think you go out and beat the Chiefs. You're talking top five, top three mm. right away. Wow, this is just crazy. Yeah. It's, it's surreal. I don't believe, I think it's like Field of Dreams, a football movie right now we're in, Jeremy, that I'm having a tough time. Really, yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for something negative, like, Dan Campbell is an alien. He's not real. He's been banned. You know, I mean, something. You know, Brad Holmes, uh, <laughs> Sheila Hamp took the Ford name and said, I'm not going to use it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, she said, I'm not going to use it. So she understands the pulse of the Lions Nation. Holmes gets it. They improved, yeah. they improved across the board. And before I let you go, I, I do want to touch on that because I'm, I'm telling these Lions fans, and everywhere I go, and we're in May, they're, they're talking Lions. And I said, look, you know, the, the counter guys here at American Dunes this morning, what do you think the Lions going to do this year? I said, think about what they have this year that they didn't have even in that Green Bay game when they dominated Rodgers and the Packers on Sunday Night Football in America. Think about Montgomery and Gibbs, the upgrade there at running back, and I get Jamal's touchdowns, but trust me, I think you're going to see a lot more from this duo. Uh, 
you, you, you stop and you think about Laporta at tight end and his four, five, six Kittle-like ability. And again, you're comparing him to one of the best in the game, but you're saying the ability uh, to get there. You're looking at Marvin Jones Jr. could be a good possession uh, receiver. And then, you know, what you went through with the lineups at Pride of Detroit, look at how they've improved the secondary. Look at Campbell at linebacker now with Rodrigo and Anzalone. Look at the re-signs with Comiskey and Bugs on the defensive line. Start, start to hutch now just learning and, 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 and being uh, comfortable in year two in the NFL. Look at this team. And, and, it, and it all starts at top, too, right? Like, Dan Campbell has done everything right, despite all of the kind of, like, people labeling him as a meathead and things like that. He's, he's surrounded himself with a really good coaching staff. He's made a couple really tough coaching decisions both of which have seemed to pay off. And then you have a general manager who has respect around the league, who's been college scouting for two decades now. And you have an owner mm. that's making good changes to the organization, right? Putting in new turf in the, in the field, considering moving away from Allen Park to somewhere that's a little bit more convenient and bigger so that more fans can be there. Um, and, and I just, I mean, you have to imagine maybe the Lions had something to do with getting them you know, convincing the, the competition committee to get them that opening game. They're, they, they brought the, they're bringing the draft here next year. Like it seems like everything is kind of coming up lines right now. And and while yes, all the you know all the players are, are going to be the ones that decide between wins and losses this year. I think with the changes they've made at the top, that's where you're going to see this team stay where they are right now. Stay as a team that will be in that national spotlight for years to come. And Obviously, they still have a ton to actually prove on the field, but it's hard not to look at how this team is set up both right now and in the long term and think they seem to have something going on here that, that really makes you believe they're, they're heading in the right direction. I'm going to stay there. And the biggest concern was the secondary, okay? Yeah. Even though they played well, you know, the defense played well. Glenn's job was on the line at 1-6. and six. Look how uh, they finished, and... When they got, you know, Pleasant moved him out. Uh, so the secondary, you think, game one on September 7th, that Thursday night against the Chiefs in Kansas City, against Mahomes, the best QB in the league, future Hall of Famer, half a billion type of guy. What's that line secondary when you guys are going through the depth chart? What do you think it's going to be game one against the Chiefs? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, obviously, a lot depends on Emmanuel Mosley and, and how far along he is from his ACL recovery. Uh, given what the Lions are, are paying him, I, I tend to think he's probably going to be ready by then. So I think he's going to be out on the outside. Um, I think Cameron Sutton is going to be a, a starter on the outside as well and, and a leader type. And then you probably have C.J. Gardner-Johnson playing nickel, maybe playing a little bit of safety too. But then um, Tracy Walker seems like he's about fully recovered from his Achilles, so I expect him to slide back into a, a starting role at safety. And then you got Kirby Joseph, who uh, coming off a pretty decent rookie season. So I think that's probably your starting five. And then you have Brian Branch waiting in the wings, the guy you took in the second round who can take a little bit of time to learn. Um, he'll probably get some sub-package play a little bit, but I don't expect him to start week one. And you probably feel pretty good about having Jerry Jacobs as your kind of cornerback three coming off the bench as well. So, like you said, a, a pretty big shift in in, uh, in the depth chart there, but the Lions have to feel pretty good for where they're at. Amen. Uh, Lions and the Chiefs, uh, it's official. Uh, game one, standalone yeah. Thursday night, uh, the season opener uh, for the NFL. Defending Super Bowl champs, Kansas City hosting the Lions in KC. Also, week five, 
Uh, reports have the Lions and the Packers on Thursday Night Football at Lambeau in the Thanksgiving Day game. Reportedly, Packers and the Lions in Detroit. I don't know if we're going to get any more leaks. It's been a lot. NFL wants to keep some suspense for the NFL <laughs> schedule release party tonight. Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit. Also, Jeremy, uh, what's that Twitter feed people can follow? Comment on all the games being released tonight. What's your feed? Yeah, Detroit Online, all one word, Detroit, and then O-N-L-I-O-N. All right, good stuff, Jeremy. Enjoy the schedule release party. All right, thanks for having me.